everybody, Chris Harry with you on a training camp edition of Chargers Weekly. A jam-packed episode after day two at the Jack Hammond Sports Complex. NFL Network Cynthia Freeland and Alex Marvez of Sirius XM NFL Radio join me to talk about these 2019 Chargers. But first, 15 minutes of entertainment with Mike and Ike, Michael Badgley and Isaac Rochelle. Well, look what we have here. Ike and the Badger? Isaac and the Money Badger? I don't know. We're well, workshopping. No, Mike, and, Mike and Ike? <laughs> Mike and Ike. Oh, wow. Mike and Ike. Yes, sir. We're, we're workshopping <laughs> names for this because I'm telling you, this could be a show. Isaac Rochelle, Michael Badgley, day two at Chargers training camp. Fellas, what's up? Not much. It's, it's exciting to be back. I mean, we had another beautiful day here in Southern California, so it's uh, hard not to be excited about this season and just day to day. Isaac was getting a little antsy. Uh, no waiting, doubt. Waiting on you, man. It's, listen, this is two different experiences with, with camp. Um, I'm excited for the season, but it's been a grind. These first two days have been fun getting back, but it is a grind. You said today, today was tough, huh? Yeah, I mean, it's hot. Uh, you know, you're trying to get back into the flow of things. You can't – there's no way to mimic, like, playing out here. You can't do it. You can't do it with any type of workout. So when you get out here, you're put in different positions that you're not used to, so your body reacts differently than you're used to. So it's a grind. And this heat, this heat is different right now. I mean, from from OTAs and, and minicamp, this yeah. is a little bit more intense. Yeah, don't you feel like we had like we had one hot day in OTAs? Yeah. And, you know, we live down by the beach, so it's like Breezy. when we come inland, you know, it raises about, <laughs> raises about 10 degrees out here. But, yeah, no, that sun's coming down middle of summer. You know it's going to be hot. I had AP and, and Ray Sean on the podcast yesterday, and one of the themes is just everybody knows each other, man. There's not a lot of new people, not a lot of introductions yeah. that need to be made. This team won 12 games last year. A lot of the same characters on the coaching staff and the players are here, and it's just time to get to work. Yeah, no, you know, kind of like I guess Ray and AP said, a lot of the same faces. Everybody knows each other. And one of the bigger things we're, you know, we hit on is having that unity as a team. And uh, – when you're able to do that with the same guys and you know who you're going to go to war with, it makes it that much easier. It's just whether or not you're going to show up. Yeah. And I think we got the right guys in this organization from the top down. Talk to them. Talk to them. I, I mean, and I agree with them. I think, like, last year, so we have the same team. We know that. And then you look at how much we were just stuck on planes last year. I mean, think about, like, when you first came – his first experience really with us was being stuck on a plane for That's 11 right, hours. You were, you, were, <laughs> like, you were in Indianapolis who was bad? a year, yeah, a year ago uh, today. Yeah. You are in Indy, right? I was stuck. Uh, I was out in Indy, and, you know, it's a different training camp. I, I didn't know what to expect. It was my rookie season. And then I come out here for this full season, and I kind of feel like a rookie again because I didn't know what to expect. So I've been, you know, I've been asking Isaac, you know, what time's lunch? What time are we going over? Do we wear shoes at walkthrough? It's, it's, it's different. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy though, because I feel like you've been here for a while though. Yeah, I mean, you it came the like middle it. of the it season like last year. Yeah, week six. I remember I was walking around like a ghost, just uh, yeah. thinking, "Does anybody in this room know my name?" <laughs> the quiet badger. <laughs> well, they, guess what? They know his name now. <laughs> now he's got a mullet. Now he's the money badger. <laughs> well, okay, now so, it's like, whoa, so, alright, badge. So <laughs> we we spent some time at the draft party and. First of all, how crazy was that? That was awesome. That was insane. That was awesome. <laughs> it was like thousands upon thousands of Chargers fans. It was like a sea of powder blue. And we were talking to Badgley on stage, and I think they put up the picture of the mullet. They did. After you're like, what they showed beast. your 59-yard field yeah. goal, and then they said, oh, by the way, this is this is the hairdo at the U. <laughs> and then you told everybody you were going to bring it back. You did. And you, you were a man of your word. I mean, you guys set me up, and I couldn't stand in front of those 20,000 people and then come to camp without a mullet. Give, so. All right, take the hat off for a minute. Just there were 20K? Just – 
There were twenty thousand people. No, there. no, 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 no. But there was there was thousands. I don't okay, know. Wow. I, I don't know the, the the final number, but it was oh, a yeah. sea to the ocean. It was awesome. Yeah, it was. I cool. mean, it was a scene. I mean, you were back here in Costa Mesa, right? Yeah, I was making moves, making sure Jerry got drafted. <laughs> Upstairs in the office. Uh, yeah, did put, you get enough? Did you get enough Notre Dame guys? Holy cow! You put the, you put the picking in February. That's, I talked to you about saying. your 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 off season, and I said, you know, I keep seeing Jerry Tillery getting mocked to the Chargers. You're like, yeah, what I just talked to Jerry yesterday for 30 minutes about the combine. Yeah, and I actually played that uh, like the day after he got drafted. It was just surreal. It's like almost like he made the pick. <laughs> well, listen, that's why I was here. I'm joking. I'm definitely not a decision maker. If I was, I would never not be a Charger. You got a lot of golden, you got a lot of golden domers. Though. Yeah, and they're showing up. I mean, Drew was just – I was just watching him during this practice. I mean, he's balling, Newsome balling. And then Jerry, once he gets these pads on um, and can really play his game, he's going to ball. The confidence that you have, man, it, you talked about, hey, being at Miami was one thing, but to learn from Adam Venetieri, you said you got an education – in that short time span, more than maybe any any other time in your life. Yeah, uh, it, it's one of those things when you're around somebody like that, you want to soak in as much as you can. And, uh, you know, a lot of people ask, what would you learn kicking-wise from? Well, I say every kicker kind of has their own style of kicking. You know, I'm not going to pick up what he does on, you know, his steps or the way he kicks the ball. Uh, so it's just kind of learning how he was around the locker room, how he treated everybody in the organization, and just kind of how he went about his day, whether it was in training camp or during OTAs and minicamp. So it was just watching him and learning how he went about the game. And then you come here and you got two vets that I walked into with Mike Wint and Donnie Jones. Yeah. Hang time with Donnie. Donnie yeah, yeah. No, I mean, you, <laughs> you know, you talk about, you know, Donnie was 15 years plus and Mike's going into his 10th season. So learning stuff from those guys, it's, you know, you, you learn the – professional side with with Vinatieri and how he goes about his day and then the professional side from Donnie and Mike about how you know enjoy this game have fun you know take it seriously but at the same time know that you're getting to play a game you love and you got to enjoy every day yeah, and you you kind of came in to a situation where Bosa and Ingram are here you know yeah. right off the bat you got a pair of pro bowlers to learn from no doubt and it's so easy to learn from I tell people all the time when you have guys who are really athletic and really good, and they know what they're doing and they're technicians and understand the fundamentals of the game, then they can teach you. You know, some guys are just naturally good. They get a sack. They're like, I have no clue what I just did. Them, they're like, I did this. I swiped, double swiped, and then bent, whatever it may be. Uh, so it's easy to learn from them. The chemistry in this locker room, man, you, you guys have a, a, a lot of different pockets of just like, good friends, it seems like, outside yeah. of just being teammates. Yeah. But how, how does that help on the football field? I think it converts completely. Yeah. I think it's a game changer. I think it's infectious. I think it's like, well, one, he would probably agree with me. I didn't even expect the NFL locker room to be like this. I expected it to be very business-like. And I'm feeling like this is like college again. Like I'm really getting to know these guys. Is there a lot of parallels between like Notre Dame and here? Yeah. I mean, Notre Dame is a special place, but uh, I'm joking. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, like you just don't expect to be like, all right, what are you doing after practice? Or what are you doing this weekend? What, like what are your off-season plans? You kind of just expect to like go to work and then go home. But it's been, I think, a game changer, especially in camp. Like I'm talking about the grind. And being out here like super hot, super tired, and then you got one of your good friends, it makes it a lot easier. Yeah, and I think one of the biggest changes from college is you walk in and, you know, guys are married, guys have families so they got to go back home to after practice is over. So, you know, us having such, we got a pretty young team. Yeah. You know, you can find the right guys to hang out with and it, you know, kind of does feel like college again, yeah, but, true. you know, it's... Young dudes kicking it in, yeah. you know, Huntington and Newport, <laughs> all those places, Good old right? HB. And it's, it's like, if you're going to, 
enjoy living in Huntington Beach and enjoy being in Southern California. You want to be enjoying it with guys that are like going to absolutely have your back. That's right. Guys that you want to be with on the weekends that are going to keep you accountable. So, I mean, we know how to enjoy living here. We know how to get better uh, and be better football players. But, I mean, I think it's, like I said, a game changer having dudes that really care about you. Yeah, and taking advantage of everything that Southern California has to offer, too. What, what Best place that's in cool, America. It's, it's amazing. No doubt. But one of the things that you, you guys have in common from the offseason, you both were featured on Backstage Chargers. <laughs> and what was funny, first, I, Isaac, you went back to Notre Dame, which was awesome. We'll get into it. What was funny is, like, you were, I think you must have been in Huntington or Newport. Yeah, right, in HB. How about, how about the thing that <laughs> oh, the Chargers social media team did with you on the beach by yourself? And when, I, feel, I think it was like a holiday. It was when you're stuck in July. When you're stuck in work on the 5th of July. What are we doing? That was so good. The music behind the background, man, it was, it was classic. And it was just, uh, it was one of those things where, like, our, our social media team is fire, man. Oh, man, they are. It. Megan is killing it. They're incredible. Yeah. And, I, you know, we even touched on that in our team meeting uh, before coming out here. They said what our media team has done is gone from this all the way up to here and yeah. it's it's insane it's they've done an incredible job but we you know the, the team has to have the personalities on this football team and the success on the football team to actually execute that so no it, uh, it goes a long way having eight pro bowlers on this team having guys that that come every day to work and yeah, get no better and i tell you the fans are out here in this heat they see it one of the fans yesterday came to me and said like you know what doing the high five thing they look you in the eye. They're feeling yeah. it. They're feeling the they're, bold they're, energy. They're feeling the bold energy. <laughs> yeah, but, but I'm telling you, man, it is genuine. They're it's not just you two. It's not just you two. It's it's a lot of these guys, man. Yeah. They look you in the eye. They they they're appreciative of the fans, and I think that's a big deal. Yeah, I think, I think more than anything, it has to do with retention, though, because you're having the same players. I mean, a lot of times seeing the same fans, like you're starting to build a relationship between the players and the fans, and I think that's a key factor to winning Super Bowls too, because it enhances the entire experience. Mm. So, yeah, I think that's been big. So, goals, man. I mean, we we know it's it's kind of like Super Bowl or bust in, in your in your eyes, right? But <laughs> no, at, no. The, at the same time, like you have that you have that that salty taste in your mouth from New England. We've talked about that this offseason. No, no. And I think that that's important, right, to, to have that going into 2019. Yeah. I mean, I think you're right. The goal is the Super Bowl. Um, the saltiness will be there until we get back to that spot and do what we need to do. Um, but I think right now it's kind of the cheesy answer, but it's true. It's like, all right, how, how great can we get right now? I mean, we have pads tomorrow for the first time. Like, how great of a day is that going to be? And then mm -hmm. after that, how great of a day is that going to be? And then you look up at the end of camp, and you're like, dang, all right, we're ready to play Indianapolis. Well, you know, the way, the way I look at it is, you know, what team doesn't go into training camp thinking, okay, we're going to go run the table and win a Super Bowl? No doubt. It's Optimism what, in July is, you know, is it's, real. Yeah, it's, it's, it's real. What, it's what, what are the Chargers and ourselves going to do to separate us from everybody else? You know, whether that's going one play at a time, one kick at a time, one game at a time, it's what's going to separate us each week. And we got a late bye week this week mm. or this year. Yeah. So it's, it's, there's going to be that first part of the season, you got to push yourself and it's going to be week to week and you got to go one play at a time, one game, one game. It's, it's going to be a grind, but it's genuinely what separates us from everybody else because right now everyone's saying, yeah, we're going to go to the Super Bowl. And yeah, I like that. Parity in this league too. I mean, we we talk about some of the games that you guys lost that you could have won, some of the games you won that you could have lost. There's so many variables uh, throughout the course of a season 
that you don't know. You have no idea how, how a season's going to go. You, you can just control what you can control. And one of the yep. things Coach Lynn said earlier in the week is, like, these guys can control their effort. They can control their approach. They can control their preparation. And, and it seems like that, that message is taken to heart. Yeah. And I think a lot of that has to do with having key vets. So he said we had a super young team, which we do. But you look at some of the vets we have. Thomas Davis, this dude's been playing 15 years. So what can you learn from him about how to have a great routine? You learned it from Vinatieri. What can I do to be the best kicker and have a great routine to be the best kicker? Um, so I think that's where it starts, too. And then the other thing, too, is if you talk to these young guys, it doesn't seem like you're talking to a rookie or you're talking to a second, third-year guy. Yeah. Everyone is took over the organization and said, okay, I'm going to be professional. And Some of these young guys got a taste. They got a taste yeah. of it last year. You yeah. guys got yeah, a they taste of it early. last year. Yeah. I mean, Chenna comes in with that strip sack in Baltimore. Justin Jones started that game. Um, Darwin had a great game. I yeah. mean, you know, and even guys in their third year, Desmond King, yeah. you know, all pro, you know, and then you yeah. get guys like AP, undrafted guys who, you know, they kind of set, yeah. the, they set the, the, the course for everybody else. It's like, hey, it doesn't matter if you're a first rounder or if you're undrafted, you know, now you're here. Yeah. You got to make the most of it, right? Exactly. Fans are getting pretty hyped for Trey over there. All right, Trey. Hey, all right, Trey. <laughs> all right, Trey. Let's go, Trey. All right, Trey. Trey's YouTube game is, is solid. He's huh? listen. He's he's making a push. He's yeah. making a push, and I respect it. Yeah. You know, my girlfriend does YouTube too, so I yeah, respect that's right. That. That's right. I respect the push. How's that grind going? She like that? She loves it. She yeah. does a really good job. And you She's, know, you know what's funny about that is I've had people come out of nowhere. Oh yeah, he did saying, a video because I did a video. He did, he did a video. The fry <laughs> test. I watched the fry test. He I had people coming from left field saying, "Hey, I saw that fry video of you and your uh, teammate." <laughs> Isaac and I'm like, like how did world? you even find that? So, when did that even go dude, on? Dude, the fact that you guys were so confident and so wrong in some of them. Was, <laughs> Burger King. Yeah, it's you're, like, boy, you're, you're wrong. No, you're like, <laughs> boy, you're, you're wrong. That's McDonald's. Man. That's McDonald's. 100% McDonald's. 100% McDonald's. It's like jack in the box. Well, you know, yeah, the, fry, the fries were cold, so it was really tough. And to, we can tell. we can both agree, Wiener Schnitzel was probably the worst fry I've ever had. Oh, don't <laughs> give <laughs> Come on. If you're listening Wiener to Wiener Schnitzel, you're still a great place, all right? No bad press here, all right? No, Wiener Schnitzel was below average not a good fry not at what's, all what's the best fry uh i think mcdonald's is always going to be your best fry it's classic yeah it's got to be uh, if, if you get served hot fries yeah mickey, assuming assuming they're warm and ready to eat yeah no mickey, doubt mickey, mickey d's. d's not wiener schnitzel <laughs> <laughs> not wiener schnitzel <laughs> let's chill on the wiener schnitzel. They, 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 <laughs> yeah, we're like all right we're done we're done <laughs> great corn dogs oh uh, look look meg shows up we were just talking about your uh your video walking into uh, work on a Friday when nobody's there. And yeah, it's, the, and it's, the 5th of July. <laughs> well, the best the best is that you asked for my permission. I was like, yeah, sure. I, I didn't like, know what uh, to please. expect. Were you going to say no? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, yeah. No, I hate following. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. I was kind of just, I, I was just as surprised by it. But yeah, it was all that extra footage from what we we did have. <laughs> just, yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> all right, guys, uh, final thing. Message to the fans as we get training camp started, we get 2019 rolling. I think, first off, show up. Come to training camp. See us grinding. See what it takes. Am I looking at the camera? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> come to training camp and see what we're doing. I think a lot of people love the games, but this is what makes us who we are. So come to training camp and support us. And then be along with us uh, on the road to the Super Bowl. We're going to win some games and have some fun. Oh, man, it's an exciting time to be a Chargers fan. So come on by. Check us out. It's Like I said, it's an exciting time. Join, join the uh, journey. Hit them with the ASAP. Oh, ASAP. Oh, any squad, any place. All right, finish with that. Mike and I finish with that. With the ASAP? You got to do the whole bit. 
I feel like you I have can't, to have I, dreads. I can't without without throwing a little uh, curse words in there. It's that's hard to yeah, do. Yeah, we've we've actually had this we've had this discussion. Bad's not allowed to say the All right, it's day two. Let's keep right, it clean. <laughs> we'll keep it clean. We're done. We're done. Thank you, fellas. Right, Appreciate right, you. Right, you never know who you're gonna see at Chargers Camp. Cynthia Freeland, NFL <laughs> Network, joins me on day two of Chargers training camp. Cynthia, what's up? How are you? I'm good. I'm ready for football. I, I'm so ready for football. You had a busy year with a ton of stuff. You were doing the AAF stuff. Oh, RIP. I know. But still, <laughs> but still, it's like football never stops for you. What's it like just to be out at NFL camps? You know, I have this like false belief that I could go work out right now, but it's about 100 degrees and I, t- I certainly couldn't. Let me, I'm going to correct you. It's 77, but it doesn't feel like 77. It's not 70. That is a lie. Yeah, Whoever told it's you it's 77, they're lying. And uh, it's like 105. This weather app. I don't want to get them in trouble, but it says 77, <laughs> but no, it's hot. It was super humid. It felt like we were kind of in the south yesterday. I mean, I humidity, I'm from Michigan, I understand. This is definitely not 77. That's all I'm saying. No, it's hot. It's super hot, but it's fun. I'm just I'm glad football's back. And this team, 12 and four last year, pretty good, huh? Pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good results. A lot of the same characters too. You talk about the coaching staff and and the roster. Uh, Your initial thoughts on the 2019 Chargers two days in? You know, I'm excited for this team. I think that. I liked him last year. I might like you even more now. There's yeah. some really interesting things developing. I love, you know, I, I was actually talking a lot about backup quarterback. Sounds like a weird thing to talk about, but I've been doing the the value of a backup quarterback. Now, in this team, since your guy never gets hurt, knock on wood, like, that's start. amazing. But Right, but you have to remember, it's not just on the field. It's also, like, the prep, the the ability to run the, the defense you know to play against the defense to be the, the to imitate the other team so I think you you got a good one with Tyrod Taylor and you got a little, a little controversy brewing here maybe some Cardale Jones challenging for it come see, on let's got, go well, we got Easton Stick yeah too, Easton Stick fifth rounder 49-3 yeah. in college but I want to go back to Tyrod because yeah. it, it's it's so important to have a a guy that the security of that position when you have a roster like this <laughs> How about, how about a guy who, who's been a Pro Bowl quarterback, 44 starts, I believe, under his belt, knows Coach Lynn from his time in Buffalo, and he's already kind of gelled with these guys, and he's got some wheels, too. So if, if, if he is thrust into action, he brings kind of a different dimension. Absolutely, and I think also when you're thinking about – like think about some of the teams with, with different types of quarterbacks. You're running you're – running, you're trying to imitate the offense. That oh, it's, yeah. that, and you have these mobile quarterbacks and these mobile quarterbacks. Tyra Taylor can execute that really well. So the defense is like, oh, we've seen that before. Like, yeah. we've seen that before. So it, I think that's really important. It, it may not be Flacco or Carr, but, it, you know, like a Patrick Mahomes. You know, A Patrick Mahomes. Like, I mean, obviously Kyler Murray, you know, these other characters. J- Lamar Jackson, you know, Lamar like Jackson, you see all of these people the who are huge, huge rushing threats all the time. So you got to have someone who can execute that and show your defense what Some to do. Of these NF- NFC North quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers, Mitch Trubisky. I mean, the, the, the schedule is tough. It's tough for every team because we don't know what's going to happen this year. But it, that's what I wanted to ask you about, because as far as analytics are concerned, mm-hmm. when you do have a roster with little turnover, you bring in a guy like Thomas Davis and Tyrod Taylor. Um, and then you see teams like the Raiders with so many new faces and the Chiefs who have kind of changed their defense a little bit. A lot. A lot. A lot. Yeah. A 34 to 43 is a huge difference. They run in a ton of new people in the middle. Their safeties are totally different. The front is other. They've got one holdover. I mean, that's that's a lot of change. Chris so Jones the, only one. Yeah, what's the starting point for you when you look at these rosters and, and how you kind of forecast things going into this upcoming season? Well, luckily, both the Chiefs, so when you bring in Steve Spagnuolo, there's a lot of history on him. He was 
a head coach. He was defensive coordinator before. Andy Reed. Yep. Well, I mean, Andy Reid's there, you know, head coach. But when you bring in Steve Spagnuolo's defense and bring oh, yeah. that in, he yeah. knows Andy Reid. Like you can, you can kind of forecast what he's going to do. You can see what his forty-three is likely going to look like, given the personnel that they have. Sure. And then same thing, kind of with the Raiders too. It's like Gruden has a lot of film, and he actually did a lot of thing, things similar from when he coached the first time last year. I didn't know if that was going to be the case, but he tried to execute some of those same principles last season. So luckily, there are clues like that. But that's why training camp is really important, right? Because you get to see kind of who's gelling with whom and how they're working together. And you can see which coaches are talking to which players. And mm-hmm. now we might not see very much when we, you know, they're not really doing anything out here that's like. We haven't hit the pads yet either. Right. You know, but it's but almost like an OTA practice right now. But it's like you can see who's starting to talk to each other and like little, you know, which coaches are really focusing on which players. You can, you can start to see sort of patterns emerge. So talking and being able to talk to everyone while I'm here is really great to be like, what's going on with this? And you can yeah. see who they really like and Get who they don't. Get a head start on that stuff. And I can sit here and I can like, you know, make my, plead my case for Northwestern running backs because I got to give my, you, you know, both. I know Come we got to give our nerdy alma mater yeah. like some love here. So that's. Well, it's cool <laughs> seeing number 22 out here. He, he looks, he looks good. And he was thrust into action last year. And I think his kind of his welcome to the NFL moment was that second half in Pittsburgh, right? To, to have that, I think it was 63 yards. Yeah. Have a touchdown. Um, really cared low when Melvin was out for that game and beat the Steelers on the road on Sunday night football. Just the, just the Steelers, you know, just Sunday night football. No that's pressure. what Wildcats do, though, Cynthia. <laughs> do you think, like, combined that many people had seen him playing live? Because uh, <laughs> our stadium's pretty small. <laughs> but you know, four, four years, 1,000 yards every yeah. year, Northwestern's yeah. all-time leading rusher, to come to come in and have an impact the, the way that he did and just his work ethic and, and just his want to to get better, yeah. you're, you're starting to see that early in training camp here. You know, look, we don't know what's going to happen with Melvin Gordon. Maybe you do. I don't I don't know what's going to happen with I him don't. yet. But when you look at things that are forecasting for success, like something that's really important to the way this team runs has been rushing between the tackles and the ability to earn yards by rushing between the tackles. And we saw him be able to do that really well last season. That Steelers game is what comes to mind initially. So yeah. th- that's promising. At least it's some it upside is. here. And if, and you, if you get Melvin Gordon back, great. More spoils, right? Like every that's that's even better. So and, and the weapons on the outside, they change a little bit with Tyrell Williams going to Oakland. You bring in Hunter Henry though, a hundred percent to go with that combination of right. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, who had eleven total touchdowns. I, Tom Telesco said on Wednesday he's almost looking at this as a, a sophomore season for Mike Williams, even though it's year yeah. three yeah. because he didn't get really any reps in in year one. Well, you know, you get you do benefit quite a bit when you Keenan Allen's route running is. Like, I do a lot of computer vision. Wild. I I do a lot of computer vision. And his is almost like if you were to do the prototype of, like, which is if you want to see all the routes in the route tree, just watch Keenan Allen and his computer vision. Number 13's got it all Got it. Got it, right? Like, you're like, that's, oh, that's what that's supposed to look like. Got it. So you're like, what's a curl? Okay. You know, if you ever want to learn your routes, if you ever want to go to scouting school, just watch this man run his routes. So it's it's impressive. So it does, that will also help Mike Williams, right? Because then you you have Keenan Allen's just so good drawing defenses away. And then Mike Williams be like, here, I'm here. I'm I'm ready. And and, and we we shouldn't forget about Travis Benjamin either because he was hurt for most of last year. And Coach Lynn said this offseason, you know, luckily we didn't need Travis last year because we had Tyrell, but his ability to stretch the field and open up, you know, the middle of the field for a guy like Hunter Henry or Mike Williams or Keenan Allen – uh, that speaks volumes as well. I know it's very exciting. Like this is my favorite time of, of year because, know, well, everyone's <laughs> like so optimistic too. But I mean, it's like here's my best, and we're gonna go up against your best, and it's your like it's it's never like hey we have 17 people on IR and this is a pro-, you know it's it's like 
this is my this is the best I can like this is my best. Yeah. We got it. But the thing about training camp too, every day is going to be different because things will happen. Yep. And, and oh you, yeah. And there's going to be a lot to talk about defensively. We go back to that New England game when you when you play with seven DBs because you're decimated at the linebacker position. But it was it was smart. it was awesome in Baltimore. And again, I I think you ran into the the Super Bowl champs in New England. You know, at some point when you do have a lot of injuries like that, and you're you're creating like there's only so much seven DB stuff that you can throw at Josh McDaniels and Tom Brady, and before they're gonna. F- try to figure out some seams in it right mm-hmm. like so they had seen it on film the week before so it was it was it, it, I loved it I think it's really interesting it's like yeah. small ball it's like Golden State Warriors style like you know we're gonna just like outrun and go really fast pace wise which is really interesting but it you know look it's, it, it was hard you know it's, Brady. it was done by necessity right. too though because Kaiser right. White got hurt yeah, and Perryman got hurt Jatavis Brown was out so None of those guys were available. Now they're all healthy. Denzel comes back. Jatavis is back. Drew Tranquil, you draft in the fourth round. And Thomas Davis, you bring in his 15th NFL season. I was joking with Adrian Phillips yesterday. I said, what's it been like working with, with TD? He goes, he goes, TD looks like he's about 24 right now. I mean, so does your coach. Like, I think he could take a couple of snaps if you really need. Like, I, Coach Lynn, you come, come on. It, I wouldn't put it past Coach Lynn to give us uh, some some tough yardage on, on a third and two. No, for real. Like, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm actually, like, either. not kidding either. Like, I think, like, I, I'm like, wow, he is in the, of all the coaches. Now, there are a couple coaches that are in really good shape. He is, like, number one on that list, though. Coach came training camp ready. He, what has he been doing <laughs> all off? He's, I'm like, never skip. He, no days off. His workout, no days off. No days ever, off. And, ever. And, and you know what? His his platform. He just he's been using his platform for good too to open a school in Tanzania. I know. Uh, well, I mean, obviously that, but that also side effect. Great, great conditioning. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's well conditioned. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> I, I want to. I know you got to observe no, practice, good. but. Uh, this defense, I almost feel like this defense can win this team some games this year. When you can list off four All Pros in, in Adrian Phillips, Derwin James, Desmond King. I was about to say Casey Desmond Hayward. King's like my like fave, my oh, sneaky yeah. one. You can get to football and, and Nazir Adderley. Yeah, to, to bring him in a second round. He's really lucky to be able to grow up in this environment. Do you oh, know yeah. what I mean? Like Definitely. the development and being. Casey is one of the most cerebral pr- players that I've tracked. Right, like I would love to be in his head and hear like the if then calculations of like what he's doing, right? Like the decision tree for him, because it's probably like, that's like textbook. Oh, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you just, it just, it must be. So it's really interesting. So Nasir Adderley is in a great situation to like really succeed and like outperform it. You know, second round is still a great high draft pick, but you know, he, he probably wants to be a first rounder. Like just, just like everyone. And if you were a first rounder, you want to be the first pick. Like everybody wants something more, right? Now it's time for all pro. He's like, well, all these guys are. What, what's stopping me? me? Right. Yeah. yeah. Rayshon Jenkins too. He, right. he, he talked about that because he started uh, week 16 or week 17 uh, against the Denver Broncos. He started in the playoffs and, and he, He's played really well at yeah. the free safety position. So it's not like Nas has to come in, earn the spot right away because you guys you have guys like Jalen Watkins and Ray Sean there kind of competing for that role as well. And then rush and cover. Yeah. They come together. When you have a healthy Joey Bosa and, and Melvin Ingram and Jerry Tillery coming in, Isaac Rochelle, you chin under I'm excited. I'm interested. I'm exci- interested to see Jerry Tillery fitting in with this because it's yeah. like you like I love that configuration of like two guys on the outside that are just gonna kill the quarterback and then like the back end being so supported it's a really interesting like it's a really smart configuration and then you add Jerry Tillery like that's a that's a really that's a very compelling case to be a very scared opposing quarterback (laughs) absolutely absolutely (laughs) as we get you out of here just overall NFL storylines what are you excited to to see because we just talked about your camp schedule you're going to see a lot of teams here over the next couple of weeks yeah so 
I think it's interesting. Like, football is always like an ebb and flow, right? So you have, like, last season we saw the most passes on first down ever. So 50.1%, like, more than more than 50% of the play call on first down was a pass for the first time in NFL history. Well, now you've got teams that are, like, going kind of different strategically direction-wise, right? Like, you have, like, we're expecting an air raid from the Cardinals type of offense. So lots of passing very fast, like, trying to overcome maybe an O-line that's not as helpful for Kyler Murray, right? Mm -hmm. And then on the other end, you have like the Lamar Jacksons who are like more focused on, it's going to be slow 80s style, you know, like bringing in like the Greg Roman like we saw for the from the 49, like going to see it. So we've got this like bifurcation, like as opposed to everyone kind of defaulting to this median, you're going to have like these bifurcation of like some are going to be slow, some are going to be fast, it's going to be really interesting. So it's going to be, it's going to be to me, that just means your defense has to be like more important, maybe even than than you would originally think, right? Because you know you saw last That's season, like you didn't like the Rams had a great front, but like you know they thought people score on them a lot, and so did you, you saw the same thing with the Chiefs. But then you know ultimately, it's it kind of the defense has had to it, it yeah. got you there, right? Either they, they didn't end up making it to the whole way because they were good in the first half of that AFC Championship game, and right. things got flipped a little bit. Yeah, so but. My point is, is I think it's going to be interesting to see how, you know, this ebb and flow. Now you just have total strategic different lenses to go in. And we have a number of first-time play callers this year. Even, like, sneaky ones like Tennessee, first-time play caller there, Arthur Smith. Mm-hmm. You've got, you know, up in Green Bay. I don't think it's first-time play calling, but first time as a head coach. And, like, that's always a little wonky with Aaron Rodgers because, like, who's calling the plays, right? That's right. <laughs> so there's a lot of, like, interesting storylines with that. In Denver, first-time um, Scangarello is the offensive Coming coordinator. San first-time play. Like, these are – this. We're going to see what happens. Let's yeah. go. Cliff Kingsbury. Let's go. We'll, <laughs> let's, let's go. Dial it up. Let's see what we got. 2019 is going to be wild. We can't wait yeah. to, to get this thing rolling. Cynthia Freeland, NFL Network. Always appreciate your time. Yes, I'm sure we're going to see you around. This Absolutely. probably will be the yeah. first time you'll be at Jack Hammond Sports Complex. I mean, no. I'm coming back. I love it here. As we roll on here on Chargers Weekly, Alex Marvez, Sirius XM NFL Radio, joins me. Alex, what's up, buddy? How you doing? I'm doing great. Love coming out here to beautiful Costa Mesa. The only bad part is leaving. I know. I know. It, like, it is know, beautiful. It's hot. Is is it hot for you? I live in Gainesville, Florida. Okay. I live in a place called the Swamp. One of our, our, our VP of Marketing was with the Dolphins, and I was like, man, it's, it's humid. He's like, dude, don't even don't no, even come no. at me with that. I grew up in South Florida. This is <laughs> wonderful here. No question. Y'all live in paradise. Yes. So AFC West, man, you were with the Broncos earlier this week? I was week? with the Broncos. Yeah. You know, that offense. It's a work in progress. Work in progress. Let's just say that if there was a team that needed an extra week of training camp based upon them playing a fifth preseason game, well, the Denver Broncos would fit that bill, and and they're just trying to sort of, you know, get everything in sync. It's hard when you have a really good defense that you're going against, sure. and the defense is ahead of the offense traditionally. It could be a help in the long run, right? right? Exactly, and and they're learning. Look, you know, can who can play? Joe Flacco looks fine when he has time, and sometimes he doesn't have time. And the wide receiver position has been hit with some injuries. They still don't have Emmanuel Sanders back in eleven on eleven. He was doing seven on seven when we were there, but none of the other wide receivers have really stepped up now. One thing that's hard to get a, a real grip on with the Broncos right now is their running game. They're gonna, they should be able to pound the ball pretty effectively. And Philip Lindsay has looked sharp. You know, they have Royce Freeman, they have Devonte Booker, they have some depth. Kind of a three-headed at attack there, right? You know, and and we know Garrett Bowles is a real good run blocker. And you got Mike Munchak in, and there's been a changing of the guard at some positions. I, I mean, literally the guards, but also, uh, you <laughs> yeah. know, but also you know, right tackle with Juwan James. So I, I think they'll be able to do that. But it's just sort of going to be a gritty. Broncos team. And, and you know what? I think John Elway is fine with that. I, I really think that, and it's funny for an offensive coach, you know, or an off, not an offensive coach, but a quarterback, 
who's become an executive to think that way. But but I think he's trying to build the Broncos in the same fashion as he did the team that won the Super Bowl, which is lead with the defense, have a solid running game, and a quarterback who's a veteran guy who just isn't going to make big mistakes. Yeah, and you get the personality of your head coach. You want to try to kind of follow that with Vic Fangio, and, and that's probably what they're doing there because you see what Vic's done as a defensive coordinator and see if he can kind of mirror that as a head coach. Yeah, and bring in a West Coast offensive coordinator and Rich Gangarello, new to the job, but someone who runs a type of system that helped bring John Elway to Super Bowl titles. So they've got some pieces in place for success. I just don't think it's going to be overnight with Vic Fangio, although do not sleep on this defense. I mean, this oh, no, this they're... is going to be with Chubb and Miller and Derek Wolf is, is rejuvenated in this system. You know, De- Demarcus Walker looked really sharp playing for them and some additions to the secondary of Kareem Jackson, for example. Plus, the guys like each other this year. The past two years weren't so good there. A lot of chaos, you know, really from the coaching staff and, and just a trickle down into the locker room. And guys, you know, Derek Wolf said it, you know, they're more of a team this year. And when I asked John Elway about it, he told me, hey, you know, the veterans have to be responsible for this as well. It's their team. They got to take ownership of it. They have in Denver. Well, it's great to, to have you here coming from Denver because it gives our fans insight into an AFC West opponent. And it's almost the polar opposite here when you talk about the, the continuity right. and having a, a guy like Phillip Rivers entering his 16th season. There's I don't have to make an introduction to like, hey, this is this is my first day. Phil's been doing it for a long time. This coaching staff has been doing it for a long time. And, and the roster, really from top to bottom, they, for the most part, they know each other. Right. I mean, and, and that's the, the great part, for example, about a draft class when you can, you know, I, it's obviously you don't want to be drafting a ton of injured players. But Jerry Tillery, for example, you'd love for him to contribute, but they feel good about the defensive line depth. A lot of these rookies are going to have a year to be able to develop, and that's a credit to Tom Telesco, John Spanos, the personnel department, working hand-in-hand with the coaches and, and talking to Tom about this. He says that he he spent a lot of time with Gus Bradley on the pieces that he needs for this defense. Mm-hmm. What is it that he's looking for? And he's identified those guys. And for Tom, this offseason, it was the linebacking court. Bringing back Denzel Perriman, Thomas Davis comes over after 14 glorious years with the Carolina Panthers. You know, Jatavis Brown is back. I mean, there's there's more bodies there. Drew yeah. Tranquil, Drew Tranquil. We'll see how he Kaiser does. White. Yeah, exactly. So there, there's there's talent there. It's a team, interestingly enough, because the secondary is so good and so deep, you don't always have to play, you know, base personnel. I mean, we'll see how teams want to attack the Chargers. But, you know, if you're in, in nickel and dime most of the time, this plays to the Chargers' strengths, quite honestly. They just need some guys, you know, with some gravitas and being able to stop the run. And, you know, and that's where a Perriman comes in, his forte. And I know he's lost some weight. I, hopefully he's not too injured again. I know his hammy got a little tight in the conditioning drill on Thursday. But in Thomas Davis as well, I don't think you need Thomas Davis to be an every-down player for your team. And at 36 years old, I'm not sure it, be, it behooves you to do no. that. You, you pick your spots with him because right. you, have a, you have a guy like Kaiser White, too, who he was getting first-team reps last year. He started the first three games of 2018, I think, people forget when you go 12 and 4 you forget the the first three four weeks of the season and just how impactful he was and to bring in a guy like Drew Tranquil I, I talked to Gus Bradley about him and he, he's really kind of popped during this offseason and we'll see what he can do he's got to have to contribute on special teams obviously but the rush and the cover they they work together and to have number 97 now Joey Bosa there for that's going to be the key Alex right that, to have the pass rush with with Ingram and Bosa and Rochelle and Nuosu and then you talk about Jerry Tillery Justin Jones a guy who's going to make that next step from year one to year two they're high on on him as well and bringing back Brandon Meebane for that veteran Huge. leadership you're, Damian you're Square right about that yeah Damian Square's back as well and I know I believe Damian was spending a little bit of time with uh, Jerry Tillery after the practice he, on, on Thursday he was I, I saw that at the beginning of practice and you know we talked about that defensive line 
line room during the offseason and just how, you know, they want to make each other better. And it's cool to see a, a vet take uh, a rookie first yeah. pro practice under his wing on, on just individual technique and, and things like that, getting him ingratiated into the defensive line room because it's one thing to have the mental reps. It's another thing to implement it on the football field. Yeah, and, you know, the thing, too, is, I mean, the, the Chargers had more Pro Bowl selections than any team in the NFL. Hey, guys. Last year, it's remarkable. And, you know, and that, that, that didn't count Joey Bosa. When you think about it, right? Yeah. Because he was hurt. Or Casey Hayward. Right. And and I mean, my gosh, and Casey, I mean, he's fantastic. I know the numbers. It was interesting. I looked. The team still threw at him. I don't think they had very much success still. But, you know, he's traditionally a guy, double-digit passes defense. You, you look at also his, uh, you know, the interceptions that he normally brings to the table. I think he gets back to doing that a little bit more this year. I love seeing Desmond King have an expanded role now. He's going to be more than a slot, going to play a little safety, play a little on the outside, expand his repertoire. It gives you options in the secondary, especially yes. if there's an injury, being able to move people over and not skip a beat. And I think that's what's just so encouraging about this Chargers team. And gosh, Derwin James just, I mean, he he, really, he is a rookie. How, how, good, he is. how good can he be? I mean, we could, don't know yet, I guess. Could, could we say the name Rodney Harrison type good? I mean, when we talk to great safeties in Chargers history, yeah. Rodney's probably right at the top of that list. If, if you know, if he's, if he's not number one overall, he's just special. Yeah. And he's a weapon. You can use him in so many different ways. You know, you can blitz with him. You can cover with him. You, you know, you, he tackles. And, I mean, he supports in the run game. I mean, he does everything. He covers ground. I mean, he is essentially the, the quintessential safety. And, you know, kudos to the Chargers because there were some questions about the fact that since he was a redshirt sophomore who turned, you know, pro so early and didn't play a heck of a lot at FSU, I think some teams were squeamish. Like, is he, you know, what are we really getting in him? We'll give Telesco and company credit because they've gotten an absolute beast in the middle of the first round. <laughs> and I don't think he has a position, Alex. I mean, right. he may be the third best pass rusher on, on the defense outside of Bosa and Ingram. And the secondary's ability to get the football, you alluded to it. You bring in a guy like Nazir Adderley, who, who showcased that at the University of Delaware. But but Desmond's ability to, to get his hands on the football, whether mm-hmm. it's in the return game or uh, taking back a pick six in Seattle last year. Casey did that uh, for uh, a couple years consecutive. He didn't really have the interception numbers last year. But if right. you get those up, I mean, there's a bunch of guys that can get the football, take it the other way. Right. I mean, that's the thing. Big A big play defense and listen it's not like this chargers offense needs the, the defense to pitch a shutout or have single digits you know in, in the scoring column to win games they are going to put up points they're going to put up points whether melvin gordon is here or whether melvin gordon takes an extended vacation yep. while he works out his contract situation hopefully he'll be here sooner than later he makes his chargers team that much better but that's the wonderful part about this team that they're not going to have to rely you know heavily on this defense like the broncos team will quite honestly to win the majority of their games and, and i also think though this defense could win them games. Let, let's say if, if there's a Sunday, and it's going to happen inevitably where, where the offense just can't get rolling, this defense can win you a 13-10 game. Right. I mean, and it's a deep team. And, and it's a deep team. It's a veteran team. It's a team that has continuity. I mean, for all, all the coordinators to come back, when you think around the league and all the turnover that's gone on, everywhere and for the Chargers yeah they lost an assistant here or there that happens around the NFL no staff returns entirely intact but to have the coordinators and to have the same message from Anthony Lynn the consistency that he provides former player he gets it he, he can he can connect and reach with his players in so many great ways yeah. I mean it's just I, I mean I it's it's really the sky's the limit for this Chargers team and you know people play up the narrative oh the, the lack of home field advantage whatever these guys are tough man they are a tough tough group. I mean, and you saw that when they went to Baltimore, did what they did. The only team that figured out Lamar Jackson, of course, it's heartbreaking to have to lose the first time and potentially lose the AFC West in the process, but they figured it out. 
Now the question is figuring out, okay, can we get that home field advantage? Can we win this AFC West? And with the Chiefs, you know, rebuilding on defense, and when I say rebuilding, it's all brand new. And who knows, some of the players that they drafted in recent years, are they going to be able to make the transition to the 4-3 defense when you're drafting for a 3-4 and different ways you use the personnel? Steve Spagnuolo has a lot of work ahead. I know that the Chiefs, you know, obviously have an extremely talented offense, and great news for them that Tyreek Hill isn't going to miss any playing time. But, you know, man, I mean, they still got to play defense at some mm-hmm. point, and I just don't know how long it's going to take for them to get that their act together on that side of the ball. I'm glad you mentioned the road uh, wins because going into that New England game, Every single game they got on an airplane, they didn't lose. They won right. every single game. And it's I don't think they get enough credit for that. We, we, we talk about the 12 the Chargers and Chargers don't year. get enough credit, period. Yeah. I mean, you don't hear it nationally. They're 12 and 14. The returns basically everybody and is getting a healthy Joey Bosa back. Yeah. Well, what, what's not to like? But, you know, you mentioned the Patriots as well. This team has a New England problem. A lot of teams have a New England They're problem. not the only ones, okay, else, right? I get it. You know what I mean? I, I, I totally understand that. You know, just ask the Bills, just ask the Jets, just ask the Dolphins. But they, yeah, they've, they've had a couple decades of Patriot problems. Right. It, literally decades because of Brady and Belichick and, and the way that they do their business up in Foxborough. I get it. Chargers, though, at some point are going to have to get, are gonna have to get over that hump. Yep. And, and that's just a team that, you know, last year, and you could say, yeah, the defense was, you know, hamstrung because of the fact that they didn't have linebackers. But offensively, it was no great shakes either. That was a Patriots team. And maybe we're underestimating just how good that New England team was. They actually, by Patriots standards in a Super Bowl, won by a blowout. And, I, and I'm, I'm only half kidding because they had never really won a Super Bowl by double digits before, if I'm not mistaken, in the yeah, Belichick Brady right, right. It's always by the hair of their chinny-chin-chin, which will tell you that they are mortal, you know. But, you know, at the end of the day, they always seem to find a way to win. But they play the, the, um, the Chargers particularly well. I can't even remember the last time. That Philip Rivers and the Chargers beat the Patriots. It's, it's been a long it's time. It's been an uphill battle. Yeah, but it, that's it, why. It, but getting that, going, winning this division, and and getting home field advantage so critical for this Chargers team because when it's filled with Chargers fans and it would be in the postseason, it's loud. It does give them an advantage. And at some point, you know, we talked about the depth of this roster. Like I said, this defense can win you a game. Um, the, the combination of Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, I, I think we're just starting to scratch the surface on Mike Williams. And it's it's hard to believe. 11 total touchdowns last year. But just watching this guy on the football field, he looks like he's going to be a future All-Pro. And obviously, there, there's a lot of mouths to feed on this offense. You bring Hunter Henry yep. back. Um, you got Keenan. Uh, you got Mike. And you got these uh, kind of the stable running backs. But Mike Williams, man, he looks like the real deal. What he did against Kansas City last year, I mean, if you're a Chargers fan, I mean, you're just salivating. At, the, at what he provides, he's so big, but he's so fast. He's, he's smooth, explosive. too. Yeah. I mean, you name it. You see, it's funny, though. I, I use smooth with Keenan Allen because Keenan Allen, to me, yeah. has that quality where he looks like he's gliding. He's not even, like, running. He's just so smooth. We were talking about his footwork with Cynthia yeah. Freeland. It's it, it's basically a clinic tape. Yeah, he's, he's ridiculous, right? You know, with Mike, I mean, just the mismatches that you can get with him are, is – I mean, you give a team fits. Oh, and then, by the way, you can throw deep to Travis Benjamin. Travis is a guy now, and it's amazing. He's been in the league, I think it's his ninth season coming up. But we don't really talk about him, you know, in in the same terms as a lot of other wide receivers because Allen is so good. And, and, you know, obviously Mike Williams and Tyrell Williams, you know, was here last year and did a great job for a number of seasons. But Travis Benjamin is a pretty darn steady player. Oh, yeah. You know what you get with him. So that's another target. And he was hurt last year. He had that foot injury. And Coach Lynn said, hey, Luckily, we didn't need him last year right. because of Tyrell Williams, but we're going to need him this year. Oh, yeah. And his ability to stretch the football field, I, I think that's so underrated, especially when you bring in Hunter back. Yeah, exactly. The, the one thing I am curious about is how is this depth going to play out if number four, number five receivers, those positions are not set, 
So right you know, now we got Artavis Scott from from Clemson, the all-time receptions leader. You got uh, Jeremy Davis. You got Dylan yep. Cantrell, Andre Patton. A lot of guys there competing for that four and five role. Yeah, so it's good competition. Uh, you know, we'll just see if someone can make a difference if they're called upon. You know, knock on wood, everyone stays healthy. But if you have to go to a backup, none of those guys have really proven themselves. So that's an area that we're going to continue to watch. Not to say that they can't. Yeah. You know, we got to watch that. We got to watch the offensive line. Tom Telesco basically put it out there when I talked to him for our Sirius XM show. Look, we're looking for five starters. And they are willing to mix and match. They are willing to make some some changes, if need be. I mean, and and some of this obviously stems the, the shuffling. Some of it is Russell Okun. Sure, but it's providing opportunities for others now. You know, to be able to say, well, if they're our best five, we're starting with these guys. That's so right. Let's try to figure out how this tackle configuration works until Russell's able to return to the field. And thank goodness he is able to return to the field. That's, the, guy, that's the most that's, important that's thing, man. His, by his, far. his health, first and foremost, and, you know, you're right, it's it's a fluid situation, but you have guys like, I think, Forrest Lamp. Yeah. This is year three for Forrest now, and I think the expectation is he's going to play a lot. You know, probably maybe a guard. We'll, we'll see how things – I mean, it's day two of training camp. We don't know right. yet. But to your point – the, the five best are going to play and uh, the competition there, kind of an underrated storyline here as well. I think so. And, and, you know, when you hear Anthony Lynn talk about Dan Feeney, you know, maybe having a future at center in the NFL, I think that when you look into the snow globe and you're trying to predict the future, I'm not saying for 2019 because Mike Pouncey obviously had a great season here. Maybe come 2020, mm-hmm. maybe it's time Mike's a little bit older, you move on, and Dan Feeney is your guy at the center spot. So I thought that was sort of a, a very interesting comment by it, Anthony It's Lennon interesting for the future. I tell you, Mike, the, what he brought to the offensive line last year, just the, the attitude and the leadership to complement Phillip, I, I really think that the, – that that got the running game going. It just it got it got that entire line. Just the, the continuity and the camaraderie that Mike brings is really invaluable, man. You, you know what's interesting? So the Chargers in a history of players getting hurt at the worst possible time, right? And just a terrible injury history. Mike Pouncey's does it in reverse. The guy was always hurt with the Dolphins. And they made a huge investment in him and they just simply just didn't trust that he could stay healthy. So he moved, they move on, and then they spend all this money on the guy. He comes here on a much lesser contract and ends up being one of yeah. the great steals in free agency of 2018. Yeah. See him in Orlando at the Pro Bowl. Exactly. That's what you got. And that's the Dolphins knew that he had that potential, but he just could never really escape that the, the injury history. Never could. Yeah. And then they had problems with the center position. They had a ton of problems in South Florida. I digress. But yeah. <laughs> Mike Pouncey, no longer his problem. He's with the Chargers, and he's better off for it. Yeah, feeling good on the West Coast. Alex Barvez. It, Hub your show, man. What do you got going on over the next couple of weeks? I know you're going to be at a lot of different training camp sites. Yeah, oh my gosh. So by the time all is said and done, we're going to be, I mentioned Denver, and we're here at the Chargers. We're at Arizona. Uh, we're at the uh, Dallas Cowboys. We're, you know, we cover all 32 teams. These are just the ones I'm doing. I got the LA Rams. We've got a couple days in uh, Canton at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It's be fun. Then, oh, brother. Then we got Atlanta. <laughs> Carolina, Kansas City, Detroit. You can hear all of those on demand as well through the SiriusXM app. So subscribers, SiriusXM.com forward slash APP. That's SiriusXM.com forward slash APP to check it out. So, you know, the on, again, at your leisure, you can listen to all of these interviews. It's fantastic. Everything that we got coming up from Chargers Camp as well. You'll hear from everybody. So please check it out. It's, uh, it's what we do on SiriusXM, and uh, we're on live. So you can uh, also check us out. Uh, you know, we're 24-7, 365. got to be in 2019, right? you got to be all the time. <laughs> you know, on the go from head to toe. That's what we do. One of the best of the biz, Alex Marvez. Thanks so much, buddy. Brother, thank you so much. All right, guys, that's going to do it. A big thanks to Alex Marvez, Cynthia Freeland, Michael Badgley, and Isaac Rochelle for joining me. And, of course, thanks to you all for listening. Be sure to subscribe to Chargers Weekly on Apple Podcasts. While you're there, give us a rating and review. Help spread the word. Have a great weekend. We hope to see a lot of you guys at the Jack Hammett Sports Complex on Saturday and Sunday. 
And until next time, I'm Chris Havery.